Okay, cool. Uh, good morning, everyone. Um, let me just get my my notes out and um, yeah. So I think before before we kick off, um, uh, as you guys know, Pastor Nigel, and Pastor Debs, and Pastor Jess and the family are are away on holiday. Um, so yeah, today is my honor and my privilege um, to stand in front of you guys. Um, so thank you for for listening. If you I've tried to keep it a bit concise, so if you lose your focus, it's okay. I won't take it personally. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just uh, want to honor um, the Desmond family for you know what they've done in each of our lives here and what they've done in ministry. And um, yeah, my wife and I don't take this opportunity lightly at all. Um, so so yeah, so I'm just going to open up in a, a short, quick prayer and just give honor where honors due. Um, so Heavenly Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing today lord we thank you for what you're shifting we thank you father god for bringing hope to the hopeless lord i thank you father god that you are speaking through me holy spirit i'm not trusting my ability lord god but i'm trusting fully in you jesus i just welcome you lord in jesus name amen okay uh so yeah so today i am talking um i really god really put on my heart hope today um and in prepping my wife and i were really sensing that feels really good to say that um <laughs> you know um but we were really sensing that there are a lot of us um here and in life and whether we're christian or not um that you know uh, perpetual disappointment or um just life leaves us in hopeless situations um and so the the message that i have all the title um is called anchoring our hope Right, it's a pretty good message, I think. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I'm going to start with a question, and I encourage you, please, uh, throw out answers when I do ask the question. So um, the first thing that I have here are, what are things that people put their hope in? Money. 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 Okay, thank you so gladly. Anybody else? People. Yeah, people. Themselves. People, themselves. The government. There we go. There. I did write that down. <laughs> Thank you, so buddy. Cool. Cool. Any any last takers? Any last takers? Uh, recently, the Boca. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yes. Right. So there's a lot of things that uh, people, including Christians, we put our hope in. Um, and one of the conclusions that I've had in this last three years since I've moved to Cape Town and have had my fair share of perpetual disappointment, it's been fun, um, is that whatever I put my hope in, it affects the quality of my hope, right? And another word for quality in this case would be strength, right? So uh, if I put my hope in things that fluctuate, chances are my hope is going to fluctuate, right? Um, so for example, uh, the government point, right? If I'm in America with a supposedly better government, I'm a bit more hopeful than, you know, other places that I shall not name because this is a message of hope. Um, <laughs> right? If, uh, if I put my hope in the Boca for the month of October, yes, there was fierce, you know, like we were proper hopeful, um, but not so much the case with the Proteas, unfortunately. Um, that's, not, that's not a jab, it's just the, the truth. Um, if I put my hope in, the, in my partner, I can come home and I don't know what I'm going to get from my wife. It's usually love. So, <laughs> um, or I can put my hope in my family, my support system, my career, my business. And all of these things, um, you know, the highs are so high, but the lows are so low. Right? These are all circumstantial. These are all temporal. 
um, and in the back of your mind, you, you're, you're saying, you know, obviously we're Christian, you know, we, we have our hope in Christ, but uh, chances are our disappointment is not coming from Christ, so why is our hope fluctuating, you know? Um, so the next thing, um, and it's a bit of a rhetorical question, but if you have an answer, you're more than welcome, right? So where or rather who do we put our hope in, right? So theoretically Christ as Christians, right? That's uh, part of the name of being Christian or follower of Christ. Um, and before I go into what I believe God wants to chat about, um, Pastor Nyan has been addressing the topic of prayer. And the truth is perpetual disappointment affects the quality of our prayer too. Why we're praying hopeless prayers. Um, the Bible talks about we're to come boldly to the throne of grace in our time of need, right? One of the interesting things about that scripture is in our time of need is when we're in need. You know, you don't need God necessarily per se uh, when life is flying high. It's often when you're in those hopeless situations. So the Bible addresses a hopeless situation by saying, be bold. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and we're often fi- finding ourselves praying these hopeless prayers and God saying, but do you know my character? Do you know who you're praying to? Do you know what, where your hope is anchored in, right? So in the topic of prayer and in the topic that you may be trusting God for, uh, I believe that this message is meant to address the hopeless space that you may have in your life, um, whether you're Christian, right? Uh, again, sometimes Christians are the most hopeless people, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're just doom and gloom. Right? But that's often due to a lack of intimacy or not knowing the character of the Father. Right? So the first scripture that I wanted to go into um, is a very common scripture that you, you all know. Um, if you don't know, it's no judgment yet. It's a safe place, I promise. <laughs> um, but it is a scripture called Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Let me just get it open here. That is in the Old Testament, if I can find it for some reason. Well, all right, so Jeremiah 29, 11 uh, simply says, uh, this is God speaking. For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, right? So we know there already God has given us a hope, right? The next scripture that I want to look at is 1 Corinthians um, <clears throat> 13 verse 13 in the Passion Translation. And that reads as follows. Until then, there are three things that remain. Faith, hope, and love. Yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Right? And what I found really interesting is that um, after everything that remains is these three pillars. It's faith, hope, and love. Right? Um, and one of, the, one of the things that I've had a problem with, I'm really good at the faith part. I'm very good at knowing that, you know, if God said it's done, it's done. It's, it's easy things for me. Like, um, but at times with the perpetual disappointment, I'm like, I have the faith, but I have nothing to hope for anymore. The dream is gone or my encouragement is gone, right? And so if God is saying the three things remain, it's faith, hope, and love, right? Hope is a pillar. Uh, the next scripture that I want to go into is 1 Corinthians 9 verse 10. All right, and this is uh, Paul, Paul writing, and uh, it's simply, it's a very simple scripture, and I came across the scripture in a season where my wife lovingly, unlovingly confronted me and saying, Tim, you've lost your hope, 
Um, and that next day, I opened my, my, my Bible reading for that day was chapter 9, 1 Corinthians. It simply said, the plowman ought to plow in hope, in expectation for a harvest, right? So whatever you're doing, you're meant to be doing in hope, right? Um, and lastly, Psalms, Psalm 62, verse 5 to 6. And that reads, For God alone my soul waits in. Silence and quietly I submit to him. For my hope is from him. My hope comes from the Lord. He is only, he is only my rock and my salvation. My fortress and my defense. I will not be shaken or discouraged. Right? So with these couple of scriptures, um, they sort of give different flavors of hope or where it comes from or who it comes from. Uh, and why we should do it, right? So we read here that he has given us a hope in a future. We've also read that hope is one of the three most important aspects of the Christian walk. We're also to plow with hope, right? In expectation of a harvest, and our hope comes from him, right? And so obviously the, the answer in theory to the previous question is our hope is in Jesus. But one of the things that I've found um, is that you have to know the person or the thing or the object to place that you're placing your hope in, right? Because it's one thing, for example, let's take um, a country where, let's say, uh, unemployment rate is almost zero, right? I'm automatically hopeful that I'm going to get a job. Like, it's easy, you know? If I'm going to be in a country where healthcare is free and it's the best doctors in the world, in that country, I am expecting to find a good doctor. doesn't matter where I go. I'm expecting to find a good doctor, right? But if I, another, another, for example, another crazy stat, let's say I'm in a country where 80% of all entrepreneurs succeed. That is, that sounds amazing, right? But I'm unaware of this fact, and I grew up in an environment where all I know is failure, right? It doesn't matter that I'm from that country. I don't know the country I'm from. Therefore, I don't know what my hope is anchored. Therefore, I'm still subject to failure because I don't know the quality of my hope. Right, and so I found that many Christians, uh, myself included, can be unaware of God's character as we go through life, and, and life can be tough. Right, um, they, like I said, perpetual disappointment. We go, we will have trials and tribulations. Things don't often look the way we thought it would look. Um, we got this amazing word of God, and oh my days, you know, like I am that anointed prophet. <laughs> you know, like my situation has to, you know, and these things are all truth and these things are all things that um, God has said to us, right? But it doesn't look often how we perceive it and therefore our hope is again in question, right? And so these Christians, myself included, we claim that our hope is in Him. But the result, but often we falter with life happening. And this is either a result of not really knowing Him, uh, lack of intimacy, or not fully understanding the character. So when life fluctuates, their hope fluctuates, despite claiming your, your hope is in this constant, powerful, strong, amazing God. And that was a bit of a slap in the face for me. Um, again, I'm a pastor's kid. I've been through any, every and any sermon. Uh, I know my Bible relatively well. So why is my hope fluctuating? I know what the Bible says. I know who he is. Um, and God simply says, you don't believe my character. You don't, you are not aware of the quality of my character, right? If I feel unsafe around somebody, 
it's almost as if I'm questioning their character. You know, if I feel that this person doesn't see me, it's almost as I question their character that they're making life about them, right? And so uh, today is, um, or my message rather, is meant to be serving as an introduction into who your hope is anchored in. Um, and I want to chat about the different ways that God chose to reveal himself in scripture. This is not all of them. There's about 15 plus more. But these are some of the, the things that God wanted to address with me um, that I want to share with you. And I'm going to go through the list of his names and the translation of that. And yeah, we'll, we'll take it from there. So the first introduction is Jehovah Jireh, right? One of our favorite ones, the Lord, our provider, right? Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our divine physician or our healer. Next is Jehovah Nisi, right? The God, our champion or our banner of victory. Jehovah Raha, the Lord, our shepherd. Jehovah Tzidkunu, I probably pronounced that terribly, but it's Jehovah Tzidkunu or Tzidkunu or whatever it is, forgive me, but that translates to the Lord, our righteousness. Jehovah Shammah, this is one of my favorites. The Lord who is near or the Lord who is present. He's righteous in the midst and Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, our peace. And practically, um, I believe that God chose to mention these different facets of him because he was revealing a different side of his face in each, um, in each de- declaration of this is Jehovah Jireh. This is the side of me that you haven't gotten to know yet. You have lack, I have good news. This is who I am, <laughs> you know? You're feeling alone, I have good news. I'm Jehovah Shammah. I'm present, I'm right here, I'm in the midst, right? And I believe that these are a few of the different ways that he chose to reveal himself simply for us to know who our hope is in. That our hope is in this constant, secure Jesus. And if we actually know his character, we can anchor our hope and it would be, and it would adopt that. Whatever our hope is in, it would adopt the character of what our hope is placed in. Again, if it's the government, shaky things. One day we're good, one day we're bad, one day it's Sia Khaleesi. We don't know, <laughs> right? And knowing the character of Jesus, our Father, allows you to be expectant of his goodness, right? Um, if you are going through life right now, and I know many of us are, right? Uh, we're, we're praying for breakthrough, we're praying for healing, and faith declares it's done. Faith is the evidence. We, we, you know, we are bold and we're courageous, yet circumstances aren't changing. And the question that you need to ask yourself then is, is my hope in the circumstance or is my hope in who is anchored? And if it's in who is anchored, then circumstances doesn't deter my hope. I still know the job didn't come through. Oh, okay. But he's still good and he's still a provider, so... Maybe he's using another thing. Uh, I had to leave prematurely. I thought I was going to be here for three years. Oh, my goodness. My hope is in him. He has a plan. He's my shepherd. He's leading me, right? And so um, taking each of these different things, and if you're feeling in a place where you need to have an introduction to God who is your provider, there's Jehovah Jireh. Or you have pain in your body or in your, in your mind or emotional pain, trauma, then there's an introduction to um, Jehovah Rapha. You know, there's God, I believe that God is so intimately aware of each one of us and our peculiar 
painful situations, I suppose, and not to make light of it, that he chose to introduce himself in a way that meets you right in your season. Um, and for example, just to, as a practical thing, um, for, for those of you that, uh, wow, that was English. <laughs> so for those of you who may know, uh, I moved here because of work. And my work life has been a roller coaster. It's been a movie. I wouldn't recommend watching that movie. Um, and it has been a perpetual three years of, Lord, what are you doing? I'm praying, breakthrough, um, applied for 100 jobs, and ah, this job is perfect. God said no immediately, or get rejected, rejection after rejection. Um, and it just wasn't fun. And I know that that sort of pattern sounds familiar to your situation, whatever it may be. And this year, um, God really imprinted that, Tim, you need to plow with the hope. You need to be expecting, oh my goodness, despite the circumstances not aligned. Because I'm not a God of circumstances. I'm above that. I'm above time. I'm, a, I'm outside of your natural understanding. And um, what this looked for me was that um, there was this massive company. They wanted me, met the execs, went through all of the hoops that are really fun to go through. Highly recommended. Um, and at the end of this, they went quiet for three months. And God told me I got the job, though. And I'm like, you know, this doesn't look like that. Those three months passed. I haven't heard anything. You told me this, um, but I trust you, right? And so I still actually haven't heard back from that specific company. But my hope was never in that company freeing me, I suppose, from my current job. My hope was never in that company being the way out. My hope was always in the fact that he's the provider. I know his character. I know he's a dad. I know that he's a good dad. I know that the word says that if you wicked men can give good gifts to your kids, how much more can my good dad take care of me? I know that he takes care of the birds. So the, the, the mere fact that I know him and I know his character, this year especially, the last years were a mess, <laughs> but this year especially, when the disappointment came, it was like, it's okay, I know, I know who he is, though. You know? Um, I know that he is this consistent, fully present, fully aware God that is excited to provide, a God that is excited to heal, a God that is ready to meet you exactly where you are. And that is for all of you, right? And to, to sort of close off, and I know this is a very quick, I think it was a quick, I don't know if I spoke longer. Sick. <laughs> Thanks, Aguadi. Shout out. Um, is a, a very well-known scripture, and I, I thought to sort of come at it from a very different angle. And that's uh, Hebrews 11 verse 1. And uh, let me just read this in the New Living Translation. Okay, actually the King James. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen, right? And what I was really feeling God impressing today was what are you hoping for? What are you using your faith to bring substance to? Is there a dream that has died? Is there air in your life that you've given up on? That God is saying, this is my character. Bring your, bring your hope and anchor it on my character, on my nature, and let's bring your faith, right? And so um, to close off, I want to ask everybody that is feeling hopeless in a spe uh, specific area of their lives, um, 
We're going to do a bit of a prayer, and you're welcome to stand up. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit nigelanddebbie.org.